playoff racing at the Darlington Raceway. She is the track too tough to tame. Have some fun, guys. Let's enjoy this. Championship run continues today. We don't want to go to battle with anybody else. All right, let's go have some fun tonight. Long race, man. You know how to do this. It's an enduring race. Let's do it twice in a row. Playoffs, Darlington. What a way to start it. Green, green, green. And the cookout Southern 500 is underway. This is Tom. This is Tom. Keep rolling. Pass through. Quarter. Bumper. And all clear. All clear. Settle in here, nice. Smooth. Good job there. Big drop, top of two. Green it. Yellow, 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 yellow. Yeah. Stay down to four back, baby. Starts on you in the zone. I ain't running like dog. Okay, so we'll fix it. Front end does not work. Whoop. Even, clear. Drive it away from the 22. I think I might be blowing up again. Do you have full power or no? Nope. Tough break for Kyle Larson. We're going to run it for now. We're going to run it for now. Still there. Tight, tight, tight. I don't want to hear a anymore. Long break. Forget about that. Check up, check up, check up, check up. Ooh, you all right? There we just hit the wall. It's fun. We're right. Got super free, hit the wall. Fix the right rear towing here. Right rear is the priority. Good stages across the line here. Coming back green, white. Stage one winner. Good job. The clock has expired on Chase Elliott. That's it, fellas. Get ready to take you to the garage. Stage two set to begin. We just hit sunset here, so the track will start to change for the nighttime. Damn it. Tyler, clap 123. It's all good. Good job, Darren. Keep them cool so we don't do nothing dumb. Good thing we only got a thousand more laps to go, so I'll stay on it. I might be having an issue, not totally sure yet. This feels really flat, and it's loud in here. Something's broken. Left rear feels twisty on the straightaway. If it's getting worse, then bring it back to us. We'll look at it. Spinning up ahead to the bottom. Make sure you don't come back up. Watch him coming back up. Watch him. Holy cow, watch for us. I got loose, caught it in the wall, and spun. I'm really hesitant to say this after all the that we've been through, but seems like your car is pretty good there. Barely there, very bottom, three wide behind you. You're clear. Three wide for third. One car goes spinning up off of the corner. Hold on to this, hold on to this. Caution's out, get it fired back up if you can. You're gonna make it, get going, get going. I hit the wall on my left rear, decently. Yeah, no worries, this car is tough. I'll switch to where you need. Start will be on the seven. Green flag goes in the air. We're racing again as Corey LaJoy on the outside lane. Inside 18 still. Bush goes to the point off the end of the backtrack. Jesus. We just need to race smart. Hopefully we have damage. Battle for the lead. Martin Truex Jr. around Kyle Bush. Oh, whatever the 19's got. Holy moly. Watch it spin at the bottom here. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Cody Ware is around. 21 laps on those Goodyear Eagles means everybody will be headed to pit road. And three, two, one, more tire. Slow stop for Denny Hamlin, hung up on the right front. 11. Seven to go in the stage. Push around on the outside for the lead, but here comes Truex. Barely, clear right now. Kyle Busch though will lead back to the corner. Clear, no run. Suarez has got fourth. Tight on you, real tight, real tight. Bell gets up into him. Still off pretty good. Inside, inside, two white, two white, two white. Logano got into film. Green and white checkered flag is in the air, and Kyle Busch picks up the stage to win. Switch to Rini, starts on you in the box. The green flag goes back in the air. Kyle to the lead. You maintain pace with that four. You and the four are top three cars right now. A fire, guys. There is a fire underneath the right front. I can't see the car, all I see is the flame. And he's bailing out. Holy. Green flag goes back in the air. Outside you at AC. Here we go for the lead. Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. Bumper clear. All right, settle in here. Get your rhythm. I'm, I just lost my power steering. It's all locked up. Can't steer it. Just 
Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with you, getting ready to celebrate a huge weekend at Darlington this past weekend and one that was super emotional for all of us here at TrackSmack because our good friend Philippe Lopez, competition director for Petty GMS, his team there, led by Eric Jones, the driver, Getting the win. You heard it there on NASCAR Hub's Radioactive there before the show. We want to thank NASCAR Race Hub, of of course, as always, and invite you to go to their YouTube channel and go and check out the video versions of Radioactive. Fun stuff. Uh, Mike Haig, of course, from RacedaySA.com. Mike, how you doing, sir? Hey, Don, I'm doing great. And man, was I excited last weekend when Eric Jones got the win. I mean, how many times have I been talking about him this year all these top 10 top five finishes that he's had and he finally pulls it together and gets the victory i I wish it was a week earlier so he could have got into the playoffs but um he gets the win and you know i I remember you know i've been following him since back in the truck days when he raced at texas motor speedway i saw him walk the stage and get a his high school diploma there at texas because he skipped his high school graduation the race yeah and, I remember uh, that. And, and now he's about 26 years old he was only about 17 18 then and and um he's kind of come such a so far and i'm just so excited for for this team and and him to get the win and um you know i think he's uh on a roll and um i'm gonna say it again keep your eye out for the 43 because i don't think he's finished yet Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And what's exciting is uh, here in just a little bit, we had a chance, Mike, earlier this evening to sit down and talk with both Philippe and Eric Jones. Uh, we're going to play that interview for you here in just a little bit coming up. Good stuff. Uh, super nice guy. I mean, just mm-hmm. just a great guy. We are so grateful to him. Uh, he's in the middle of traveling, getting to Kansas, getting ready for this weekend. Another track that he could walk away from. Uh, yeah. a winner. And we talk a lot in the interview about this, Mike. But one of the things that was so interesting about this win that he gets this weekend or this past weekend, the very first race of the playoffs is what a monkey wrench it's going to, it has thrown now into the system for the guys that are in the playoffs. It makes it even more vital that they get a win or that they are up there in points. So you're going to see a lot more 
harder racing, more going for it, no holds bar, no waiting, sitting back and waiting, because I think it it sends a message throughout the garage area that these guys that are non-playoff drivers, they're not going to just move out of your way and let you go by like years in the past because they didn't have the equipment to compete with you. All of these guys in that garage area are capable of winning on any given weekend. And Eric showed that Eric's been showing it all season long. Other drivers have too. And I'm actually, I'm totally here for it, Mike. I'm here to see the spoilers each week. It it just makes it all that much more exciting. It really does, Dawn. And, you know, guys like Bubba Wallace and and, uh, Justin Haley, we talked about him. These guys have been close and, you know, these guys are are, are ready to strike and get a win at any time. So, um, I could see some more upsets coming. I mean, looking at the point standings right now, there's some drivers after the uh, race at Darlington that are way down and could get eliminated here when they do the round of 12. Right now we have 16 in the field and a few more races. They'll make the cut. We'll be down to 12. And, you know, these guys that upset playoff guys, it just makes it harder and more important on points to have have the, the stage points and everything else to stay in that top 12 so they don't get eliminated right now of course you know at darlington there was some issues mike that have been discussed and talked about all week long that nascar has been looking into also when we talk with eric jones here coming up and philippe will will get more in depth with it as well but uh some of the bigger issues of course uh, martin truex jr having issues with his car kyle bush blowing up there for a little bit kyle larson was really struggling too but uh the biggest story i think coming out was kevin harvick in the fire uh, that yeah. happened in his car. Scary situation there. Um, but fires have been something that we have been kind of seeing happen more and more here in NASCAR and something that the that the sport itself has really kind of taken a look at this week and trying to pinpoint where uh, where the issues are, where the problems are. And um, like I said, I know Harvick, I, I couldn't figure out if he was more upset because of the fire or if he was more upset because the caution can't seem to come kind of late for him while he was sitting there on yeah. fire. Yeah. That was kind of strange. And, and you, you know, you talk about some of these guys having issues. Don't forget about chase Elliott. You know, he, he had a major problem and finished dead last in 36 spot there. So um, a lot of, a lot of drama, you know, and um, we we'll go to Kansas and, that's a fast track and very similar, you know, to consider an intermediate when the cookie cookie cutter tracks, what we've seen these cars do really well this year on those type of tracks. I really see a great race coming up this weekend in Kansas in a very important pivotal race before they go to Bristol the week after. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this week will be the Hollywood casino 400, there at Kansas. And again, the, like you were saying, the cookie cutter track, you just never know before we would have been like, Oh, Kansas, you know, (laughs) but I mean, you just, you can't do that. I mean, other than unfortunately, Texas being the only track so far, I think this season that, well, and actually I shouldn't say that because there were some tracks earlier in the season, some of the short tracks that we were really like, all pumped for Richmond. Richmond was one. Yeah, and I think Martinsville was another one too. Yeah. That was just kind of like. Eh. I mean, uh, how many times, Don, did, did have I DVR'd the Kansas race and then go, gone and watched it and fast forward all the way to like fifty laps to go and just watch that part of the race? I mean, right. I've or, done that many many years, but I'm hoping I can you know sit there and stay glued to the TV all race this weekend. Well, you're a better person than me because I can tell you how many times I just didn't watch it at all and went back like. 
on Tuesday and watch Race Radioactive <laughs> <laughs> to figure out the five minute jobber dobber there to tell me what happens. So anything but else you know, Mike, that you saw that out of that race that I mean, that made well, you just excited uh, about what we're going to see here coming up, you know, for the rest of the playoffs? Well, just that anything can happen. I mean, you know, we, we, I thought Kyle Busch was going to run away with that race. And then during a caution, all of a sudden he starts having smoke coming out of the, uh, the, the, uh, the pipes. And uh, so, you know, anything can, can happen in these playoff races that. Oh my God. And the fans, the fans reaction. That was what coming off of getting ready for a restart, wasn't it? Yeah. And not only that, and then Truex, you know, Truex was doing so well and, and, um, and poor, you mentioned Kyle Larson, you know, he, he, he had issues, but he stayed in there and, and ended up finishing in, um, I think Kyle Larson was 12th, but, um, so, you know, these, these guys, um, they just, they got to keep it together. And, and, um, I, I think it's just going to be a lot of drama. These next few races, these points are, are important and where you finish and getting the win is, is, is the key. If you want to advance it around the twelve. And what do you think, Mike? You know, last week we talked about the chastained being chastained and the the power of of chastain and how all these drivers, their focus seemed to be on, you know, oh, Ross won't make it. We'll make sure that Ross doesn't make it. It's just a matter of time. Now, okay, I know it's only been one race, but if you've got guys winning races that are not in the playoffs, that are re- that are really, you know, mucking it up, making it that much more. Uh, making those points that much more valuable. Do you do you see drivers kind of losing that focus on worrying about when's going to be the right time to pay back Ross Chastain? Do you think that's something that they really need to be worried about anymore? Or should they be more focused on some of these non-playoff drivers coming in there and finishing higher, stealing wins and stealing yeah. those valuable points that are up above? Well, I think that that was pretty well indicated. And uh, in, we saw that this past weekend, you know, um, the way the race played out. I mean, all the focus was on Ross Chastain. How many interviews did we hear in the media that they uh, interviews that they were having about Ross, you know, and, and how all that was going to play? Even Ross was worried but, you know, he didn't do very well in the race, Don. He finished 20th, and he's now in um, eighth in the point standings, and he's still you know above the 12, but um, where the cut line is. I think going into Kansas, going into Bristol, the focus is going to be not on Ross, but on themselves, the drivers themselves. What do I have to do to get there? What do I have to do to stay in the top 12? What do I have to do to win a race? I think that's going to be the most important thing that they need to focus on. I know, Mike, uh, before we go, I want to make sure that we we heard Eric Jones there uh, during the radioactive. Um, let's take a listen to Eric Jones in uh, Victory Lane. You put the 43 in Victory Lane at Darlington. What does that mean to you to put Richard Petty in Victory Lane tonight? I get a hat. <laughs> he told me I get a hat if I win. But, uh, man, Richard hasn't been to... Uh, Victory Lane at Darlington, probably since he last won here. So just awesome. Just so proud of these guys. Petty GMS, the Focus Backer crew. Uh, man, we've been so close here and there all year. And I didn't think today was going to be the day. You know, it was going to be a tough one to win, I knew. But no better fitting place, man. I love this track. I love this race. And on that trophy twice, man. I was pumped to be on it once, but have it on there twice. Pretty cool. So, Mike, extremely happy, yeah. Eric Jones. They're extremely happy 43 team. You're going to hear later on, we get to we get to talk about that hat that Eric was yeah. uh, wanting he, so he, bad. 
I think he was more excited about that hat than, than the actual trophy he got for the race. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, um, we're going to do things a little different here. We're going to go ahead and um, get ready. We'll set it up and and bring on Eric Jones because we were so excited and so stoked to be able to have the race winner. Uh, again, sometimes that pays off to have those connections with teams and team members. Um, so, uh, and we're so, again, so grateful to Philippe for, for setting it up and hooking it up and especially to Eric for agreeing to, to come on. Uh, Mike, I mean, if you're ready and, and our listeners are ready, let's go ahead and let's listen to what Philippe Lopez and Eric Jones had to say. Sounds good to me. Here, you talk, Philippe. <laughs> There's my driver. There he is. And he's in the car. <laughs> hey, guys. You got me? Is he driving yeah. while he's <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not driving. I'm, I'm riding. So we'll, we're just sitting here uh, shooting the shit with Philippe. He's our pain in the butt, that we, but we love him. I'm sure That's, you feel the same. Absolutely. Uh, joining us right now is a uh, driver of the number 43 Focus Factor Chevy for Petty GMS Racing, Eric Jones. And, and I forgot to add in there, and your current winner, once again, of the uh, Southern or Cookout Southern 500. I always like mess it up. I'm just used to saying Southern 500. Uh, Eric, how are you? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for joining us. I know you're in the middle of uh, your travel there to Kansas. And, of course, uh, your competition director, uh, our good friend, Philippe Lopez, on with us as well for this interview, which is great because, you know what, Eric, you're you're I, I don't want to say you're a first, but you're pretty close to being a first. We've had Philippe on our show for almost 20 years. He's our yep. fellow Texan. Love him to death. My best bud at the track. And I don't know how many times I have begged him. Can you give me one of your drivers? Can you give me your driver? And it's happened like maybe twice. Right, Philippe? Uh, I don't even think it happened twice, did it? <laughs> Who did I get you? Um, I got you the best. Eric's on. Yeah, Eric is. That's all that matters. And and he's on during a win. You know, this for us, Eric, is so amazing because the only thing that has ever happened in the 18 years we've been doing this show that is close to this, and you're going to laugh your ass off when I tell you this, is we were at Texas Motor Speedway one week, and we were scheduled to have um, – David Rudiman. David Rudiman on the show. We were going to have him in. And lo and behold, out of nowhere, Root sets gets the pole. And yeah. all of a sudden, we're like, holy shit, we're going to have the pole. <laughs> the pole winner already. And so then we start thinking, oh, they're probably not going to bring him in now after all, because we're not the big league. So <laughs> they'll probably cancel. But he did. He showed up and it was great. So now having you. Uh, on the week that you won. And I mean, we have been saying this, we told Philippe this a couple of weeks ago too, Eric, we've been saying every single week, it's just a matter of time before the 43 car gets the win. He is so close. Tell me a little bit about the frustration so far this season, but also how amazing has this season been in this new car for you and this team and being able to walk away and be as close as you have been with the finishes that you have been and now getting this victory. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you hit it right. I mean, it's been really good, but it's been frustrating at times too, but it's, it's mostly because your expectations change, but you go from last year in, in 2021 and then in 2022 with a new car, um, you know, things change a lot. We, we've been a lot more competitive throughout the entire season. So we started off really strong. We went to uh, Fontana earlier this season and, you know, qualified really well, raced really well, led laps and had a shot to win. Uh, just didn't close it out at the end there. But, you know, I felt from that point on that we were going to be, you know, in positions to win races. There was there was just no doubt in my mind that uh, we had the speed at that point and, and we 
were going to continue to have it uh, throughout the year and have opportunities. So, you know, going through, we've been close again and again, you know, there's been a lot of races this year where I feel like we, you know, could have won and, and probably should have won, you know, uh, a couple others here through the season. But uh, just, you know, things didn't go our way and play out. It's just hard to win cup races. You know, every cup race that I've been able to win has not been easy in any sense of the imagination. So uh, Darlington was just a, just a great day. I mean, we had a great car, number one. But, um, you know, obviously being in position at the end with just a great stop from our crew, uh, getting us out second on that last uh, that last pit stop. Uh, Kyle had his issue, and I knew from that point on, you know, if we get the lead, it was going to be a matter of just take control and hopefully whichever one could get behind us, keep them, keep them back. Well, and uh, I mean, and you did just that. You got out there. Uh, we we heard or heard in our radioactive thing where you said, you know, I got 20 laps to make this happen pretty much. And uh, you kept them behind you for the 20 laps. And uh, I, I was jumping up and down. <laughs> like a little kid i do that anyways but i mean i was jumping up and down screaming the race and i wanted to text philippe beforehand but i'm like no because if i text him it's going to jinx him so i mean you know sooner across that line i already had the text the congratulations text written out but i hit send just as soon as i saw you take that flag and uh so happy for you and and again we i don't even know you but we 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 just we love philippe he has been a part of i mean he has helped me so much over the almost nearly 20 years and he's such a great guy and I just so happy for you know the team and stuff and you know I've watched him be with teams over the last 10 years especially that you know have struggled and struggled and struggled and and watched last year as y'all almost had to close the doors (laughs) and close shop and it's you know just to to see here in just a short time y'all go from that to the success and now with next season, you know, Noah coming in as well. I, I just, it, it's, it's so refreshing and I'm, and, and good things happen for good people. And I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, I appreciate it. I mean, it's, <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of, a lot of times last year, obviously Philippe and I were sitting down and talking about, you know, how, how we were going to just make the program better. And, and, uh, and Philippe had a plan, I think from the start, um, you know, when, when I joined over there in 2021, you know, of what we needed to do, and I think you know, both of us knew it was, was not going to be a, a, an easy prog- process uh, to get to the point we wanted to be. I'm fortunate just to get some good people coming in, joining up uh, with Petty GS to make the program strong. I think Eric just went to Mars. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he froze up. Well, Philippe, I mean, talk, talk to us a little bit about, you know, you talked to us a couple of weeks ago about Eric and, um, you know, he's going to be the, the main guy there, you know, or the, the mentor, I should say. Um, oh, we lost him. Uh, he'll, 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 he'll call back. He'll call, he'll back, call back faster than me. There okay, he there he is. He's back. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened there. I, I could hear you guys and all of a sudden it dropped me. You were talking good about Philippe and the Lord. No, we, we can't, we can't have that. We, last year we sat and had a plan. And then your voice went to Lamar's. We didn't hear you. <laughs> I think Holly's driving. She's driving too fast. That's right. No, I, I was just saying, uh, you know, last season, I think both Philippe and I knew that the program wasn't where it, it needed to be for what we were looking to do and obviously wanted to be a competitive and in-race winning team. And we had a lot of talks and a lot of time uh, spent figuring out, you know, what we needed to do and what changes, you know, we needed to make to, to try to build the program into what we you know, all saw it could be and what was possible. So um, it's just been one of the more 
probably the most rewarding thing for me uh, in, in my racing career to this point over the last year and a half of just being able to take and be a part of building something like that. Um, you know, taking a team that wasn't where anyone wanted it to be uh, to now going and, and winning one of the biggest races of the season uh, at Darlington was it's just been a, a really fun ride. Yeah. And Philippe, uh, I was going to ask you while you were watching. First of all, my only frustration with it is I'm like, damn it. Why couldn't it have been a week earlier? No. <laughs> just one week. Oh, but no. um, Philippe, tell me about you. I, I know we discussed this. You know, you're not really at the track right now this season. So I know that's frustrating, too, for you because you are a. Well, you don't like being away. You're you're so hands on <laughs> and you've got to be there. I always say when I can't find Philippe now, maybe not so much anymore now that he's doing more of the competition directing. But in the past, I always knew where to look for Philippe under the car because that's the only place I can ever find him. Like, no, what? And, and you laugh, Philippe, but it's true. I don't know. In all the years of me watching, I used to comment all the time. I'd go in there. I never saw other crew chiefs under the car. They have car chiefs and stuff to do that. But I always found Philippe underneath the car. But. Philippe, tell me, while you were at home watching this, what were your thoughts uh, watching, you know, were you holding your breath there too? Were you cussing? Were you drinking heavily? Uh, you know, I didn't know I could hold my breath for, for 20 laps at Darlington, which uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't look at it as, as in laps. I kept, my daughter was standing there right next to me. We were standing in front of the TV and uh, I kept telling her minutes. I was like, in four minutes, we're going to know. In, in three <laughs> minutes, we're going to know. Cause I didn't want to do laps because I hate counting laps. <laughs> and uh yeah when 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 he took the checkered flag it was like so much relief from so much work being done and my daughter was jumping up and down the dog jumped up and down just it was a lot of emotions just going through i, I wish i could have been there with eric uh but he knows i was there with him um he is the type of driver you know i'm, I'm gonna compliment in front of him i hate doing that <laughs> all through last year when we had our struggles and we had there it's frustrating when you when you know what has to be done but you can't do it he never complained he, he never complained and, and i've worked with some drivers that they would complain about the food on the truck much less the overall race program and eric always was positive and you know this is the hand we got let's play it the best we can let's try to get a better hand next time and Man, it's great to work with someone like that because it, it makes you try harder and it makes you reach for the moon. And, you know, we, I think we hit a home run. We, we hit the first home run a year and a half ago when we got Eric and we get the next home run when we uh, got Dave Ellens. So the, the two of them have just, they've hit it out of the park. And, you know, it's still basically the 43 guys from last year, uh, just one or two changes. But, I mean, basically it's it's everything you saw last year. But, you know, Maury has, has given – Eric and Dave, great resources, uh, and it, it's going to show. It, it started out a little slow, but every week this team's getting stronger. I'm like you. I wish we could have made the chase because we'd already be an automatic to the 12 right now, but that, that's okay. We, we know we can do it, and uh, we're, we're going to keep doing it. Well, and, and Philippe, I'm, I'm sure – I don't know, because you're, you're always super busy on race weekend, so you may not remember this. Mike and I remember it very well. Eric, we feel like we know you because we have watched you. I I was there the day you crossed the stage and got your high school diploma yeah. at Texas Motor Speedway during the truck race. So uh, I was <laughs> Mike was there. We were there yeah. for it. Um, so, I mean, that's that's why we feel like we've, we've watched you grow um, as a driver and as a man and stuff. And, I mean, it's just, we just kind of have that little connection. Okay, we're going to have to quit complimenting him because he, he logs off every time. Hey, sorry about that. I got you back now. Philippe says we have to stop complimenting you. Every time we compliment you, you leave us. Yeah, it, it makes it uh, go crazy every time. 
I, I, I did know uh, what you were saying. I mean, it's just been, it's just been. Uh, we lost you again, Eric. It sounds like you're in a no, parking lot. I, I am. No, I, I heard what you guys were saying there. It's just been a fall. No, we were talking about, you know, you crossing the stage at Texas Motor Speedway uh, for your high school graduation. And, and I'm a I'm a besides being a sports writer and doing the show with Dawn, I'm a retired English teacher. And I wanted to ask you, Eric, about your foundation uh, and how that's going. Uh, no, it's been good. I been pretty cool to start that over the last year. You know, we announced that foundation last fall. Uh and now bringing in, you know, really the things that I've just supported since, I guess, really in my career, probably, you know, around 2017, um, and putting those all together to, you know, create the foundation there last year. And the biggest thing, you know, I guess it's three pillars, really, that um, with reading being a big part, and especially, uh, you know, sharing that with, with kids and getting them interested in reading, uh, the second being, uh, cancer and early detection. You know, I lost my dad to cancer in 2016 mm-hmm. and spent something that, uh, you know, I've supported quite a bit over the last few years and, and, and just bringing awareness to specifically. But yeah, you know, I lost him in 2016 to cancer. And I guess so the, the early detection was bidding for me, you know, bringing forward that. Uh, and then the last being animal welfare, you know, something that I've cared about. I've got my, my pet dog. Uh, Oscar, who I carry around everywhere at all the races and bring around. And, and so, you know, supporting that and, you know, making sure animals are getting the care they deserve to. But it's been fun, you know, doing the foundation stuff. We had our event uh, this summer up in Michigan, kind of kicked things off and made our first donation at the Michigan race um, about a month ago. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. And my follow-up question to you is I wanted to ask you, one of the coolest things I saw this week was you getting the hat from Richard Petty. How? Tell me about that. What was that like? Yeah, you know, one of the first things I asked uh, Richard when I was coming over last season was, you know, how, how do I get a hat? And, uh, you know, his, his response was, yeah, you need to win a race. So, uh, you know, that was something I was obviously really happy, excited to win the race itself. But um, being able to go and uh, collect that thing on uh, the other day, Tuesday at the shop was was pretty cool. That's That hat is, uh, is just as cool as a trophy to me. And it has the feather and everything too, right? It's like the old school feather and stuff right on it. It does. Yeah. It's got the whole dressed out look to it. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. He, get, he even gave me a case for it to display it uh, in the house. That's, that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. See, we're yeah. old. We're old. Not as old as Philippe, but we're old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hang up on me. I know. But Philippe, remember when we used to get those other feathers that like had like the little roach clip on them and you'd clip them on the back of your the hat too to hang I off. I don't remember that. You lie. You do too. <laughs> you miss, you mentioned your foundations and I wanted to, to let folks know, of course, that they can, um, it's Eric Jones foundation. Um, you just signed, um, on with North Carolina humanities. I know you're doing, uh, you, you love to read to, to kids and you, are you still doing your Facebook reading circle stuff too? Yeah. I do them, uh, about every bunch of books it's been fun um with the partnership with they suggested something oh, yeah, i've been doing the reading still a bunch and, and just being on there and being able to do that uh super cool uh getting the reaction from the track uh is fun it's just uh it's fun with you know, get to do more and more and do some reading readings and uh it's been cool i know you mentioned your dog oscar and mike um 
and I don't even know. Philippe, I think, you, do you have an Instagram, Philippe? Uh, yeah, I don't know how to use it. You have a Twitter too, or no? Yeah, I don't know how to use that either. I don't know how to use it. Um, well, I'm old. I do Facebook. Facebook, I yeah. Well, I mean, I know... I know his, um, and, and he'll be back in a second, but I know his dog, Oscar, has a uh, Instagram page, too. It's Oscar Jameson Jones. <laughs> and so Oscar has his own uh, Instagram page. So uh, Oscar was, I, I don't know, Philippe, if you saw this during the after thing. Um, and Oh, there's Eric. Eric, we're talking, I was talking to them about Oscar having his own Instagram page. I know because I follow him and I have to find out from you. Uh, did Oscar by any chance get sick, uh, come Monday? Because I saw Oscar in victory lane and I don't know what he was chowing down or going to town on in victory lane. Somebody had spilled something and he was, he was having, you know, living his best life up there in victory lane. He was, uh, he was good. He was really tired this last week. Uh, but he was actually eating a vanilla milkshake. Okay. <laughs> that he had found, yeah, but, so I turned around at one point and the whole crew was drinking uh, vanilla milkshakes. And I didn't really know what was going on, but then I remembered the cookout sponsored the race. Uh, so they brought us a handful of milkshakes and somehow along the way, one of them got uh, dumped on the ground. So Oscar, Oscar got a snack, but I didn't really want to stop him. I felt like he deserved, uh, deserved a reward too. Well, and I didn't see what it was. I saw it quickly, but I, but I heard you on your in car saying we're going to drink some beers tonight, boys. And so I thought, well, maybe you know, may, uh, hey, my dog used to like to drink beer. I'm like, maybe Oscar likes to throw a couple back every now and again. So he was just you know living it up there in Victory Lane or something. I think he probably would have if someone uh, someone spilled one on the ground for him. But I probably would have stopped him on that one. I was good with the vanilla milkshake. That, that was enough celebration for Oscar. Well, uh, before we let you go, one of the big topics is, well, there's been a couple, but and I want to get you as a driver, your takes on them. Um, any concern from you at all? I, I, I know this hasn't really affected you, but any any concern with you on these fires and stuff that have been ha- happening? And I know NASCAR is really kind of looking into it, but uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know, it's been interesting. I, I would say that you know, Chevrolet as a whole hasn't struggled as much with the issue as some other guys have. Uh, I think there's probably some different exhaust mountings in locations that are probably more prone to the issue than others. But, um, you know, we did make some rule changes this week that I was looking at um, that I think will help. You know, and I think it's track specific, too. You look at a place like Darlington, you know, super high tire where a lot of rubber buildup, uh, especially that's getting into the rocker box and the cooling that we have there, getting the air to flow through. So, it's a concern. You know, I think about, obviously it's a safety issue, but I think about too, it's like, man, I can't imagine being taken out of a race for something like that. That would have, you know, been super unfortunate. You think about a race like last weekend for us. So there's a fix there and it's just a learning process. I mean, going through with this new car and trying to figure out, you know, where the issues are. Uh, obviously the last car that we raced was a car we've essentially raced for, you know, 30 years in NASCAR, just the way it was built. So just learning, you know, getting these things figured out and sorted out. And, um, but it is definitely, you know, something that needs to be addressed. We can't, we can't go around and have cars, you know, catching on fire in the middle of the race. And, uh, and then the driver hits, I know, you know, a lot of the drivers and NASCAR know is doing some studies, I guess, with mouth guards and stuff too, on how the impact, uh, how this new car, I guess, uh, the impact and stuff on the drivers have your thoughts. Are you feeling it? Is it harder? I mean, you've been pretty lucky though this, this year and, and avoided quite a few of the, uh, nasty things. Your other fellow drivers and stuff, are you, are you feeling anything different? You know, I, like you said, I've been fortunate. I haven't really taken any of the angles, impact angles that I think have been a real issue for guys. You know, it seems like the rear impacts are worse than what it's ever been, which makes sense. Uh, if you, if you look at the car and see the way it's put together. So, 
I think they're coming up with some solutions there to hopefully make it better. Um, but, you know, you see a guy like Kurt Busch, right, and have an issue at Pocono and is still sitting out, um, you know, for the foreseeable future right now. So you, you don't want to think about being that guy. Uh, you know, you don't want to be in a situation like that where you're having to miss races and sit out and, and, and obviously just the toll that it's going to take on your body too. So, you know, I think there are things that along those same lines, we just have to learn and get better. You know, I think we looked at the beginning of the season and we saw that there was potentially issues for things like that, but we didn't know until, you know, you really get in it and see what the driver's feeling. And, you know, you can't discount a guy's word. You know, like I said, I've been fortunate that I haven't had that, but, you know, I hear the stories, you know, I talk to these guys and what they've felt in these impacts and, you can't take that away. It's a different feeling for sure than what we had. And, um, you know, you got to find out you know, what's causing that and, and what's going to be a fix for that too. And Philippe, um, do you think, I mean, cause you know, he, uh, Eric brought up Kurt and I think about Kurt and of course that you can't help but think about Dell jr too. He's been so vocal, um, with CT and, and, and the other issues, you know, from concussions. And I wonder, you know, guys like Eric, he's, you know, 25, 26 years old, he's young. And since he's been in the series, I think he's been in the safer car and with the harness probably and everything, um, guys like Kurt and stuff came in a little bit beforehand. And do you think that maybe it has to do, um, age may be, you know, Kurt's probably taken quite a few hits and maybe this is just kind of like a football player, you know, I mean, they've, they've, they've accumulated so many issues throughout our hits throughout the years. And sometimes it's just, it's just that one that, that, you know, really kind of triggers everything after multiple times of having it. Is that something that you think may have played with Kurt or is it just the right hit at the wrong or right time? Well, I mean, I think with Kurt, yes, he does have the age. So you get that Troy Aikman syndrome kind of one too many, but you know, at the same time, we didn't used to check. Yeah. Uh, guys would get in wrecks and that's just not something that we would check. It's just, that's something that's evolved. You know, I think, I think after Dale died, we became a lot more safety, you know, concerned in everything from the design of the racetracks and the design of the race cars to these guys, mental health and, and, and just all the post race things that we do with drivers now that it didn't used to exist before 2000 none of that existed so we checked more so have there been more drivers in kurt's position maybe nobody can say but uh you know thankfully we do have these tests and and you know hopefully kurt's gonna be good better for it in the future and and i think too drivers you know drivers just like other athletes have got to learn dell jr mentioned this in his book too that you got to be honest with yourself too. You got to be honest with yourself and you got to be honest with your team around you. And back in the day, you know, like he said, there were so many times when he knew he had something going on, but he wasn't going to admit to it. He wasn't going to say, yes, you know, I have this and, and they weren't as strict on the testing and stuff. So he could get away with driving with a concussion or driving with symptoms and stuff. But whereas, you know, nowadays you guys, Eric, y'all are ending your careers a lot earlier, retiring earlier. Cause you know, you make more money and stuff now. So you don't have to drive till you're 60 <laughs> like they used to in the day. So is that something that you're aware of yourself? I mean, are you, do you find yourself being more cognizant of how am I feeling? How am I, you know, reaction times and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to sometimes think about, right. When you're in the moment and you're in the race car and you want to not, you know, you don't want to ever have to miss a race. Um, but I've learned a lot, I, I guess, in the last probably four or five years, more than anything, just about concussions and what the toll is on your body and how much your body can take. Um, 
I guess, how to re- recognize some of the symptoms too and how you're feeling after a hit. So definitely you pay more attention as, as you go on and learn uh, kind of more about it. But, you know, it is a lot of self-accountability too. There's some great tests and stuff that NASCAR does, um, but you still have to, at the end of the day, kind of evaluate yourself and know how you're feeling uh, and what's going to be right or wrong for you. And, you know, there's been times I've taken some good hits uh, for sure. I've been fortunate not to ever really, if I guess, rung my bell, you know, as you would want it, as you can say, but, um, you know, the cars are safe, you know, as, as they can be right now, but definitely pay a lot of attention to it. And it's just the stuff I've learned myself the last few years, uh, I think has been, you know, kind of eye opening for me. Just real quick, Eric, what do you think about NASCAR's announcement today of the all-star race being moved to Norks Wilkesboro? What do you, how do you feel about that? Didn't see it coming. A total, total surprise. Uh, to be honest with you, I had heard no rumblings of that. Somebody just asked me the other day, um, if cup would ever go to North Wilkesboro, and I said, no way. <laughs> and, and I said, maybe the trucks in a few years. So, um, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, I was super happy, happy to hear it. I was out there for, uh, the late model race that Dale ran, um, uh, you know, a few weeks ago to watch, and it was just such a neat atmosphere. So, um, not only is it cool, we're going there, uh, we're locked in, we're in the all-star race now, which is even better after last yeah. week. So run it no matter what, which is going to be great. Um, but excited. I've never ran Wilkes Pro before, so I'm excited to just get my chance to go out there and race it. Um, and I think it's going to be a massive crowd. I'm excited just to see the reaction um, and what people are going to be, uh, you know, thinking of that race. But it's going to be, I think, really, really good for the sport. Well, Great. and, you know, we're sad personally. I mean, of course, being here in Texas, we're sad because it's one less race that we will see here at Texas Motor Speedway. But, and Philippe knows, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, Philippe, but when we talked a couple of weeks ago and we asked you about Texas and what you felt needed to be done or, you know, to, to help it, I told you later on, I got off the phone, texted you and I said, you know, I, there's been some rumors going around. And I told Mike, I said, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would really now say that I'm leaning towards the rumor that, I have a feeling after this race here in a couple of weeks at Texas that Texas is going to get blown up and they're going to reconfigure it because now there's plenty of time because there's no IndyCar race at Texas next season on the schedule. Now the all-star race, which would have been the first race to do at Texas, is not on the schedule. And if the schedule stays the same, then y'all won't be coming back to Texas till September of next year. That's plenty of time to reconfigure the track. I know they put a new bar in. I don't know how that, that doesn't help yeah. the drivers, but it definitely fans are excited about it. It's the longest damn bar and the, it goes all the way around the track. So yeah, I, I could see them making a change there for sure. I think obviously what they did to the track there, you know, four or five, six years ago now hasn't played out great for racing for us. So um, yeah, I, I could see a change coming. I don't think we need to lose that race on the schedule at all, but um definitely need to probably see a change in, in the in the future to at least get some interest back in that race and garner some you know people to come back again for there do you think i mean eric would you like to see it maybe do something like atlanta did yeah i could see that i mean i i don't know that we need every mile and a half to be like that but yeah. i could see that probably happening uh you know the old texas was a great racetrack so even if maybe we go something back similar to that it'd be super fast obviously with the repave but i like the old texas track a lot i thought it was one of the better uh, races that we had all season so you know whichever direction they go uh or even if they decide to do something like a fontana and make it a short track i think that'd be cool too so uh, there's a lot of options i think they have there well philippe mike and i were saying what we thought would be cool too is if they did go the super speedway well because they have the room out there i mean let's face it they have the room 
why not what would be so cool is to pay homage now that we're bringing back old tracks and we're kind of in that feel what if we pay homage to texas world speedway and texas actually have i mean it's texas and and i know eric's gonna hate this because he's not from here so you know our, our texas cliches but hell yeah we want let's have the biggest track let's have the biggest and baddest and fastest track i mean I think it would be awesome to do that. And everybody that I've ever heard that raced or did anything out at Texas World Speedway raves about that track and what it was at one time. Oh, back in the day, it was it was a hell of a racetrack. It was sister to Michigan, except with a couple of more degrees banking. So it, it was fast, real fast. Probably yeah. too fast for the times. But. And that's your home track, right? Michigan, right, Eric? Yeah, 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 for sure. It'd be cool to see something like that, too, I think you know, a race like that with this car, it seems like the, you know, the bigger mile and a half and even the, a place like Michigan's put on a good race this season with what we got aero package wise. So I think that would, you know, be a viable option too. We would love it. And I know a guy like you that's, you know, come up through the series racing the trucks and everything. I know, I mean, not just the diploma thing at Texas, but most guys that race the trucks at Texas will ha- always have raved about Texas. They loved coming and racing under the lights and stuff with the IndyCar series, especially, which was mine and Mike's favorite weekend ever. Um, and I hate that we don't get to see that anymore. But um, I, I I just hate it. I mean, A, because it's less than an hour from where I live now. But um, it's just, you know, I know that they go to Coda or that y'all go to Coda now. I've never gone to Coda, but it's just not the same to me. You know, it's just not, I, I feel like Texas does need to be there and it used to be unique and it used to be a track that every time we would talk to drivers, they loved coming to Texas. And now, like you said, now we asked, I asked Joey Logano the question um, and I didn't know that it was off limits and he looked at me and smiled, which of course he's going to smile. Uh, and he's like, mm, I probably shouldn't say anything. I'm like, holy shit. If Joey Logano is not going to say something nice, I don't, I guess no driver is going to say anything nice. About- Eric, we appreciate you coming on with us. And, and I'm, I'm sorry that you were having all the difficulties there out, out there at the track, but uh, uh, so glad you were able to join us. And uh, we're trying to convince Philippe to fly down for the Texas race. A, because that's my birthday weekend and it would be fun. B, because his Aggies are playing in Arlington that weekend as well. Yeah. Yes, and you already know that. We, we've we discussed this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's even more of a reason for him to do it. Um, but C, because we would love for him to come in, and we'd love to be able to talk with you in person at Texas if we can arrange it or something, and we'll we'll go to you. We'll go to the hall or whatever and get to meet you in person. Let's make that happen, and let's take Eric to uh, see the Aggie game so he can see a real football team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 outnumbered because both these dudes are Aggie. So, but I'm just holding my breath for this weekend when my Longhorns either get shellacked by the Crimson Tide or a miracle happens and and we win. I don't know, um, but <laughs> I just put up with these two and just right. listen, listen to their Aggie crap. <laughs> well, that sounds good. I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, we'll try to get Philippe down there to Texas, and that'd be fun to go to that game. I'd I'd, I'd like to go check it out. And, and Philippe can take you to some other places here in Texas. He's, he, he, well, maybe not. Maybe we'll keep you no, out of trouble. No, no. <laughs> out of trouble. <laughs> he needs to focus on the race. We don't need to go to those right. places. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, he, he's got some guitar stores that he likes up here. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Eric, thanks so much. Best of luck to you this weekend Best in Kansas. And we, we would love to see you again in Victory Lane and see Oscar there as well. Me too. Thanks for having me, guys. All I right. appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. See you guys. Yeah, he's a great, great guy. I remember when we interviewed him when he after he walked the stage and with the 
presentation that Eddie did. So yeah, it was like, he's like one of only like a handful of guys, but there's been like four or five guys that Eddie's done that. I with. think he was the first, that, first to, to uh, do that. So I think so too. Well, he, he was eager to come on when I told, when I asked him if he could, he was like, hell yeah. Oh my God. That's so awesome. Well, that's, that's great. We really appreciate you hooking, hooking that up and making that possible. Uh, your thoughts real quick while I have you on Philippe on um, what was your thoughts on the fires and stuff? I know Harvick was, I guess Harvick was more pissed too, just cause they didn't throw the caution very quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was, he was just pissed. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. he fell out of the race. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's a playoff driver. Uh, all of them guys were vying for the next, you know, that, that's why I said earlier, if we could have, if we could have gotten into the chase, we'd be the first ones already automatic yeah. in the front 12. Um, and that's what they were all after. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's kind of have to, I've heard Larry Mack on this subject all week. Um, we haven't had a problem for 20 races. And now all of a sudden for the last three or four, uh, we have some smoke and we have some fire. Um, so we yeah. got to figure out what's changed. Yeah, what changed? Yeah. We got through the hottest part of the summer and now we're having fires. Yeah. Now, granted, Darlington is the longest race of the year. So, but the races before this were not particularly long, nor were when the cars had problems. We're pretty sure, from what I understand, the, uh, the Busher car, he had had contact and the exhaust had been bent. So okay. the, 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 the exit of the exhaust was, was blowing up inside the door, and that's what caused that fire. Okay. But now the other ones, they got to they got to go figure out. Uh, I think it was Chase Briscoe. Was he the other one, the fourteen? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then the four. They they got to figure out what happened there, and because yeah, it's like Eric said, nobody wants a nobody wants to fall out of a race, and you don't want to beat your competitors that way. I'm stupid, and I'm you know the girl in me, so. <laughs> because this car, I thought that that was one of the cool things about it is that it's basically enclosed underneath, right? I mean, there's no, like, you can't see all up inside of it and stuff. And so I, I guess what's, how is like, is it getting in through the tire area? Is that, is that, or how was like. Behind the tire area, there's a wheel well, just like in your car. Okay. Yeah. And there's a little, there's a little screened off area that, that pushes air through and by the exhaust pipe. So it, it kind of cools it off so it doesn't get the, the driver compartment too hot. Uh, we haven't had a problem with, with really a lot of tire rubber going into that little screen. But Darlington is its own animal. I mean, it's, we tear up tires at Darlington. So there was more rubber than usual. And that rubber was going into those screens. I was going to ask you about Truex and uh, Kyle uh, Bush. the engine's going bad, you know, and have problems and stuff. What, what do you think that's about? That's that's a company thing there. I mean, yeah, uh, there was, was nothing trying. that the nothing the car could have done to sling a belt. That's that's the front of the motor. That has nothing to do with the car. Okay. So when Truex said he slung all the belts, that's they they just had a failure. Okay. And, and as then, far as the eighteen, we have heard rumor, not confirmed, that Kyle missed a shift on the earlier restart. Um, so when yeah. when you when you zing them. <laughs> they don't yeah. last so yeah. because there are, there are other there are other four cars basically they didn't have those problems yeah a few years back it used to always you know when you got to the chase um and playoffs time and stuff it used to be kind of you would see guys that weren't in part of that kind of hang back and riding around while we would like to say that they were still racing for wins they didn't race the the playoff guys very hard and and i think a lot of it too was just the fact that 
equipment was very different too. Then, <laughs> so you know, they really didn't have the equipment to do it, and they could cause more harm than than good. Whereas, like you know, you guys, for an example, have been up there every race, racing you know against the the big teams and stuff, and the guys that have usually dominated in the past. Uh, Eric getting this win this past week at Darlington to me throws a huge monkey wrench into, into things because you know you're so used to seeing these playoff guys get the wins and and you know and, and and now all of a sudden you know during the playoffs and now all of a sudden here's a guy that's not in the playoffs getting a win and it kind of makes you wonder what happens if more guys or if Eric goes on a on a streak and gets another win or two more of these playoff guys what happens if they start taking away these wins that's really going to make things interesting for the playoffs. And it's a situation that we have not seen since the playoff system began back, what, years ago when the chase first started. Well, it'll, it'll make points more important now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but I think what you're seeing here, it's just a product of the car. You know, in the past, you usually had about six or seven guys that won all the races. Yeah. So they were the ones in the chase that were, you know, basically everybody get out of their way because they're coming through. Mm-hmm. This car has has done. Um, um, I mean, NASCAR hit it out of the park with this car. It yeah, has really equalized did. the field. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you have seventeen winners now after twenty-seven yeah. races. That's amazing. And then you know when you look at that, uh, the other thing I always look at is the the uh, how many lead changes there were among how many drivers and twenty-one lead changes among eleven drivers. Don and I talk about this every week. It seems like. We just have a lot of different guys leading the race at different times where before you'd have one guy dominating the race, you know, for yeah. majority of the laps or so. Uh, yeah, this car has uh, done some amazing things for the uh, for the series this year. And I think that's why the ratings are up and that's why the stands are full. And, you know, look at you still got yeah. some more drivers like Truex and Blaney. They're, they're going to get their wins. Yeah. So we're going to be at 19, maybe 20, 20 winning drivers by the end of the year. And Philippe, I mean, the thing is, too, is Dave Moody talks about this all the time, which I love because he I like when he gets the idiots that call in and he's got to like try to break it down into terms that they can understand. And yet they still don't want to listen. You know, he's like this car has while it's changed a lot, it's equal things out. It really hasn't changed anything because it's still the same players up there. You know, I yeah. mean, they're still like like people want to say, oh, this car is ruined or whatever. And it's like, well, how? I mean, it's still the same guys. You're still seeing the same guys that were, you know, at the top still. Yeah. But what, what in my opinion, what you're seeing is while the car has equaled things out, you're seeing, though, that the talent amongst the driver field, it, it used to make you question, well, is it a talent thing? Is it, you know, wow. I mean, are, are these guys just that much more talented? No, they're all pretty equally talented. Uh, I mean, there's a few that have things, you know, that do better on certain tracks or whatever. But when you're seeing guys like like I told, you know, like I told you a couple of weeks ago on these larger tracks, I'm looking at the Michael McDowell, you know, is a perfect example or um, uh, Justin Haley. Justin Haley is another one, you know, but guys that you haven't heard from, you know, Eric's been up there. Eric, I, I kind of, and I hate to do it, but I keep Eric out of, out of the argument because we saw Eric's very successful, you know, I mean, he's, he's a great driver and, and he had success at Gibbs. It's just that unfortunately for him, he was in the fourth tier car at Gibbs, you know, so, yeah, he, but they I had mean, five drivers and they had four cars. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah. I mean, guys that you normally don't hear about, um, Corey LaJoy, a, another example. I mean, guys that are consistently, though, this season, 
have upped their game and have been up there battling and, and not just riding around, you know, parking or, you know, you're uh, just, you know, parking it halfway through the race or whatever. I mean, it, it, while it has equal the playing field, as far as the car goes, it's also brought the level of, of drivers abilities, I think up because you're, you're seeing, okay, no, I mean, these guys are, just as good, if not, you know, better sometimes than some of these other guys that you've seen consistently, you know, because of they just happen to be in the best equipped equipment, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, long I mean, short. Eric's a good example of that. I mean, last year, uh, we, we didn't have an aero program. I mean, we just did built the cars the best we could. We're up against teams that got three, four million dollar aero programs mm-hmm. going to the wind tunnel with all these engineers. And, you know, we ran. 22nd, third and points, you know, now this year, uh, we're not going to finish any better in 16th, but Lord, if we had made the chase, who knows where we're going to finish. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's the car. It's, it's made it where you don't need 60 engineers in the attic working on your car 24 seven to make it fast. Mm -hmm. And if, if you get the right setup and the right air pressure at the right time, you know, there's about 30 guys that can that can lead this race. So does that take us back more old school, would you say? Oh, I think it takes you back any time there's been a major change. When the, Every time a gin something came out, when we put the wing on the trunk or whatever, there was always a period where the field was closer. But the way this car was constructed, the fields was closer and it's still closer. You know, when we put the wings on the trunk, for like six weeks that we had all these different winners. But then the good teams went right back to the top and it all stretched back out. I like this car. I think this car has done wonders for NASCAR and it's, 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 it is, it is pretty expensive. <laughs> we're, we're finding that out because I mean, we still, you still got to keep things up and you, uh, you know, there's been some parts issues, which, you know, they've worked through, but you know, it's, it's, it's taken a little bit for all of us to get used to. But that's awesome because you yeah. will, I, I think you will honestly say now, I mean, you could say it now, but Coming into the season, you were not, and you weren't alone, but you were not a fan of what we, of what we were concerned that we were going to see. It was, it was a scary thing because honestly, I think listening to you, listening to some of my other friends that are in the garage areas and stuff, what I was hearing, the focus really was on job loss, on how many jobs are we going to lose you know, because of this car, because you're not going to need this many people doing this and this. And is it going to be a failed thing? And we, we've lost jobs because of it. Whereas now it seems like while you still may lose some engineering jobs and stuff, but you've got a better product out there. So, I mean, maybe, maybe jobs get created elsewhere because it's, it's yeah, like a, revi- we, a reviving of the sport almost. I mean, you're right. There, there are some positions that got lost, but there are other positions that got created. Yeah. So, and there were there were ones that we didn't we didn't foresee. Philippe, I wanted to ask you about, you know, we're talking about the car and everything. One of the things I've been real impressed with this year is the road course races, you know, at Watkins Glen, at Coda, at, at Sonoma. Uh, it just seems like they were just so intense, you know, and the car did really well on the road courses this year. Right. Well, that's a product of just the suspension. Yeah. You, know, you had Delara do most of the designing of this car in the beginning. They they come from the road course background. So basically we're running a road course car everywhere now. I mean okay. we we get we can build a little bit of offset in there uh to run the ovals but not much. And compared to the way we used to do it. Well, and you know, what do you see 
uh, I mean, Kansas coming up, which Kansas used to be one of those tracks for me that I was like, oh, I'm coming to Kansas. I guess I can go mow the yard or whatever <laughs> and catch up, catch the highlights. But, uh, but honestly, like, like we were just saying this season so far, I haven't wanted to miss a race. I mean, it's just, you're, you're, because you just don't know what you're going to see. Uh, so, so far this season, you can't predict anything. Um, what do you think? Coming into Kansas, should we have our eye on uh, anything special besides the 43 car? Well, I think the 43 is going to go for it, but don't be surprised if Truex gets up there and, you know, plays spoiler just like we did last week. I think you're going to see a lot more focus on these guys, the playoff guys, going for them stage points. Yeah. Uh, Because now they've realized, I I think Eric, the 43 winning last week, that that turned everybody's head like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we got to really focus on parts on, on points now. So it's, it'll be a different kind of race, but I think it's going to lead to a lot of excitement all, all through the race. Cause they're going to position, you're going to have three little races now that those guys are buying for points. So it should be action packed. I don't think it's not going to be your mowing the grass one. And then y'all have got another deal on the 42 car this weekend. Don't y'all you've got something going on with the 42 car. Uh, I believe they're announcing a new sponsor. I don't know. Did they announce it yet? Yeah, I think I saw it on Jayski. So um, let me see. Yeah, so you won't be breaking anything or you won't be spoiling anything. Let me go see. Uh, Petty GMS and Ty Dillon to promote Sunseeker Resort, Charlotte Harbor at Kansas. Is that? Okay, yeah. I didn't know if that was announced yet. Okay, yeah. That's, just... that's a new partnership. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, I think they've done a good job. Uh, the, the sales team for Petty GMS getting all these partnerships and then obviously the, the better we run, phone starts ringing. So and then Philippe, that. and then Philippe after Texas, I believe we have Bristol. I mean, after Kansas, we have Bristol and then Texas, right? Regular Bristol, yes. Regular Bristol. So that's going to be, and that's a, that's the night race, I believe, right? Yes. Yep. So we're we're looking forward to that one. That's yeah. one of uh, Eric's always liked that one. Yeah. So he didn't know he liked the dirt one too because he did pretty good in that one last year. I remember. So uh, we we got quite a few races that. I can tell you that the company, we're all excited to get to now. And I imagine the win like this really helps the momentum and the, and the enthusiasm for the team to, to, to continue to do better and, and probably motivates these guys even more. Oh, it does. I mean, the, to, to see the work that these guys have to do because, yes, the cars are equal, but now it takes that much more work to get everything you can out of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, – so there was some very happy people come Monday. Well, actually Tuesday. We took Monday off for Labor Day, but come Tuesday there was uh you know, a sense of satisfaction when you yeah. when on on a given day you you're the best. You won. You you took it. And for the for it to be the uh, Southern five hundred, that that's an accomplishment. Yeah. That's a and race. The first, and the first race in the playoffs. You played spoiler. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love it. I, I would love to see more of, uh, of the guys that are non-playoff winners win in the playoffs. I, I just, it's something that we haven't seen and I, I want to see how it plays out and how the, I, to me, like you said, Philippe, it just ups the ante and that's mm-hmm. going to make those cutoff races even more there. I mean, they're going to be cluster, you know, what's, but, uh, <laughs> cause it's going to be, you know, all, all or nothing, but, uh, for us, the fans, it's going to be amazing. One last thing, um, that, that is so cool too, for fans is NASCAR announced, uh, NASCAR.com starting, I think this week at Kansas for the rest of the season, 
free in-car video on every car. And that's I something else. That. Yeah, that's something else that with this new car, uh, the technology and stuff that they have in there, every car will have that in-car. So, And it's going to be free for fans. So you can go and, and scan and listen and watch through the in-car videos and stuff there on any car you want to do it on, which... Again, that's just bettering, and especially for these new fans, because new fans that may have not have been aware of that in the past or known, it's just such a neat, a neat thing to do. It's I've always said it'd be so cool if you could do that in football or something else. You know, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> and our newer fans, they're 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 more tech savvy, you know, than, than us older people. Yeah, and they really enjoy that stuff. And yeah, I, I saw that announcement. I was like, boy, that's going to attract a lot of people. Yeah, and it, it the the. The data's always been in the cars. NASCAR's always been able to get to it. It was just, they had to work with their TV partners to be able to put it out and, you know, get it out on streaming. And uh, it, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Do you, Dawn's going to have to set up like 10 screens <laughs> in her media room so she can watch everything that's going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, really quick, one, my one last NASCAR question is, I mean, because we're not up there in the Charlotte area, is there a different vibe in, you know, up there because of all the garages and shops and stuff being up there? Do you, is there a, is there a different energy kind of that you haven't had there in the area uh, around the garages and stuff now that, it seems like, you know, you've got new fans coming in. Uh, the ratings are up. Teams, you know, I mean, it, it just all it, seems it, like it, it's successful. It, it's a good time for NASCAR, basically. It yeah. is. It, it, there's a big sigh of relief. You can, you can just see it in everybody's faces. Um, we were getting worried, yeah. you know, when we go to racetracks like Bristol and, and for some of those crowds that we had the last few years. Um, and that used to be a race that was sold out two years in advance. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you can you can be pro anything you want and put your blinders on, but you can't ignore the reality right. of what's going on. And, and, you know, again, my hat's off to NASCAR, whoever thought this through. But this car has put people back in the stands. It's put our ratings back up. And uh, it's everybody's benefiting from it. Everybody. And Philippe, you know, because you've been around the sport and not because you're old, but because you've been around the sport for so long and you've seen, you've seen ups and downs and, 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 you know, and these kind of things, I mean, since for forever, but the other unique thing about you is the fact that you were there as a part of that team when, you know, everything went down there at Talladega with Bubba, you know, the truth, you know, what happened, you know, and you and I don't always see eye to eye on a lot of things outside of, you know, <laughs> racing or whatever political wise. I mean, we and, and sports teams and stuff. Now we do like the same Cowboys and Spurs. We're good on that. We're good but, on that one. But but I think, you know, from a human interest side of things, are you embracing? Are you excited? The the energy with the new fan base and the new faces. And let's let's face it. I mean, we'll just say what it is. I mean, you've got the diversity. You've got more women out there, but you've got more minorities out there. And um, you look in the stands now and you're it's not like looking at the same person over. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's so many different backgrounds coming in. How how does that make you feel after you've been around the sport for so long? I mean, how important is it and how much has it does it mean to you after 30 plus years of doing this to see now and to finally be able to sit back and go, see, this is this is what we've done. This is this is our sport. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to have a kumbaya moment, but I'm just saying, I mean, it's it's so fun to see people of different backgrounds finally see what we have seen all these years. You know what I mean? And, and, and appreciate it. 
I think I might look at it just a little bit different than you, as, as you just <laughs> described it, because when we when we had to race in front of empty grandstands at the at the reintroduction after COVID, uh-huh. that was a very eye opening experience. Like uh, I think if you'll go back and look at the interview that Kevin Harvick had when he won that race. And he kept looking back in the stands and he was like, this is so odd. Yeah. yeah. Just want to race. There's yeah. nobody here. Yeah. Now yeah. Um, I'm colorblind to who's up in the stands. Uh, I just see a lot of people and that's what makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, whether they're women, minority, men, whoever, I'm glad they're back. All yeah. of them. Cause I just, I just see people. And it's 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 really it's it's reminding me of back when the late '90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, where we used to have to plan a route after the race to get out because the traffic was so terrible. Yeah, yeah. And the last five years, we haven't had to do that. You don't you don't worry about it. You just drove out. There was no traffic, so Not it is cool, and it and it's and it's very cool that it's become inclusive for everybody to break that stereotype on social media oh nascar's dead no it's not it's not dead it's doing just fine you haven't watched it in years yeah uh, so it's you know you can't make everybody happy but i'm i'm glad the stereotypes getting broken and i'm glad there's people back in the stands or the yeah. people that claim that they haven't watched it in years, but they know everything that's going on and they're in the message boards bitching about it. But this is why I stopped watching the sport. Really? Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> Mike, I make fun of them every week, but Philippe, thank you so much for, for joining us as always. And for bringing Eric on with us much appreciated. And uh, again, like I said, like I told you, I wasn't just gushing. I was so happy, especially for you. I mean, just having that personal connection and knowing the struggle that it's been for, <laughs> for a long time. Uh, long time. You know, it's like, I just, that my immediate thought was, okay, I'm happy for Eric. I mean, I was happy for Eric, but my immediate thought was yes for Pilo. Yes. <laughs> well, you're one of the first ones that popped up on my phone. <laughs> well, we love you. You know that. So uh, it was great. I hope well, you do it again. Quick. I know. Yeah, and then I'll yeah, I, for sure. I think you guys are. I think you guys are going to get another win. <clears throat> I do too. We got some really good tracks coming. All right. Well, if if uh, if and when or when it happens, we're going to take credit for it now. So, okay, that's good. So we'll just keep Eric happen. coming on. He's going to have to come gonna on. At, it's going to happen at Texas. Oh my God, that would like. Oh boy, <laughs> that would be great. Then you really have to be here because then we have to go celebrate after. There ain't yeah. no getting on the plane and heading out. No, no, no. We got to go for barbecue and beer or something. <laughs> so we're going to beat Arkansas on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a good weekend. All right. Love you, Pilo. Love y'all too. Gosh, I mean, it couldn't happen to a nicer group of guys, huh? Yeah. And I'm really happy for Pilo. You know, he um, has been around a long time and he's done a lot for that team and, and it's been a struggle over there for them and, this has got to give them momentum is what I'm trying to say and motivation to keep going forward and doing well. And I think it's just going to be great. And I really believe, like I said, I really believe that they're going to get another win before it's all over with this season. This show is going to be a little different, you know, because of, of having the interview in the way that we did it, because we did do a pre-record and setting it up. So uh, some of our NASCAR news stories there were in the interview we talked about. We talked about North Wilkesboro, uh, that announcement coming down today with the all-star race. We talked about the NASCAR in-car audio or, and video that now you can get for all 43 cars uh, in the field. And it's free. So that's going to be so awesome, especially for new fans who have never experienced it. 
It really is. That's going to be really neat. You know, a lot of a lot of fans like to to, to see that, and um, the fact that you know you can key in the you know all forty three or how many how many cars are there? 40, like 40, 43, 40, I think. 42. Something like that. Yeah. The fact that you can find your favorite driver and follow him, and and that's that is really really cool. You know what that reminds me of, Mike, which What's could probably be our nugget. Do you remember the movie Mr. Mom? Yes. Okay, Michael Keaton. Do you remember when he's talking about? what he shot uh, during his dream sequence. And he's, you know, he shot a gun. He's like, what'd you use? 22, he's like, yeah, 22, 23, whatever it took. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I digress. That's great. The all-star race move, moving to North Wilkesboro. That is huge. And then, you know, the, the, everybody wants cup to come back there. This is the way they can bring the cup series back to that track. And I think what you're going to see, depending on how successful it goes, will probably determine how much money SMI invests into that facility to upgrade it, you know, going, going forward. Uh, that track still needs a lot of attention, the stands, the press box area, the track itself. But if it, if it goes over well, you know, I say let's bring the Cup Series in there for a regular race sometime in the next couple of years or so. Or, or not, or keep it like this and, you know, keep these kind of things for it for a special occasion, maybe do a rocking ham, do something, you know, and bring those tracks back for these special occasion kind of races. I I think it's great, you know, and again, we've seen one race so far. I mean, you know, we've seen these late models that race there. Um, I don't want to get too excited because we, we don't know what we will see with the cup cars out there, but I mean, it can't be any worse than what Texas was. I mean, this past, this, this past one, unfortunately, but I just have to say kudos to everyone there at that track. And especially, I know it's people are Don, you're such a homer, but to, to think back just like a year ago or whatever, when Dale Jr. got a group of people together with their weed eaters and stuff yeah. there to clear the track just so that they could do the iRacing game and get that thing, you know, get that track on the iRacing series feel. And look, look at what's happened now. I mean, the facility is completely open back up and they're racing out there. Yeah, and 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 that is just so cool to the fact that you know you can turn a track around like that. That it was basically a, it was like a like a like a, a graveyard, you might say. You know, it was an abandoned one. <laughs> it was a lost speedway. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, it truly was. Now it's not lost, but you know that going talking about all this, I have to come back to Texas Motor Speedway. I'm worried about that facility because now we're down to one race. It, it appears. Because the, the there used to be two cup races, and remember fans need to remember that the fact that that race that one of those races was moved to Coda. We still have one more year at Coda. I think it was a three year contract agreement that they were going to do. So going to be Coda is still on the schedule for next year's. For what from what I understand, and looking at the success they've had the last two years, I see them coming back to to Austin um, in 2023. But then now we're down to one race at 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 Texas, which is going to be the, more than likely in the fall in the playoffs. And so as far as I know, I haven't seen the 2023 IndyCar schedule, but my understanding is the IndyCars are not coming back to Texas in 2023. I might be wrong, but my understanding right now, that's the way it is. So um, one race, I'm, I'm sad about that because how many times would we go there during, throughout the year? Like four, four different times and three, four, whatever. And now we're down to one to Texas. Well, oh, okay. Sorry, I had reverb. <laughs> I hit the reverb instead of my microphone. Yes, and and again, you heard me talk about it with with Eric and Philippe. That's what makes me think, Mike, to myself. You know, 
they're not going to go now this North Wilkesboro thing, I think came out of nowhere. I mean, I really do, but I, but we've talked or, about or, this or, or did it really? Well, I don't, th- I think the track that I think the North Wilkesboro track came out of nowhere. I think they saw the success. And so it was like, okay, we could do it here. I don't think the idea, because we've heard it, we've heard Nashville was what yeah. we were hearing. So I, I believe that it was going to be, you know, I don't think it was permanently ever going to be at Texas. I think, like you said, it was no. there to to make up the difference, you know, for, for the two races, but it makes me, if I'm putting dots together, here's the thing what, that doesn't make any sense to me about only going down to one race. I just don't see that facility. I don't see SMI investing the money, even in the stupid bar thing that they, that, I mean, and I, I don't mean stupid, but you know, the, the bar thing and stuff that they've done and, and some of the other sure. things they've and been they're doing. Taking out, they're taking out seats to put in those little table things right in front right. of the. So making those kinds of, of improvements to the track, why would you do that if you're going to be losing races and stuff, which that's why. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it makes me really start to think, Mike, that they are going to to bulldoze that track, I think, and and do something we with can, it. Reconfigure it. Yeah. I really do. And I, and you to know, me, it works with the schedule, too. Okay, I agree. And what do you think about this? Going down to one race, doesn't it make the, the, the price of that ticket more valuable? The fact that more special, that they're only going to be there one time, so this is your only chance to go see the race at Texas. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe, and maybe if it's in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe they'll sell more, more tickets, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I totally, I, I can totally see that. And in, da- in the Dallas Fort Worth area, the track, it's too big of a media market, you know, right. for, for, for TV and everything to lose it, com- com- you know, totally fall off the schedule. I don't think that's going to happen. There's too much money has been invested in that facility. I think it's going to be a more valuable ticket uh, with just one race as well. And so, I don't know, it, it might work out, work itself out just fine. Yeah. And I think that you'll see the IndyCars come back. I really do. Yeah. Well, if they reconfigure the track and get it back towards where it produces a good race, definitely going to see the IndyCars come back. They they love racing at that track so. when, when, the, when, when, the, when the surface is good, at least, you know. Well, we'll see what our theories add up to. Mm-hmm. Could add up to a whole bunch of nothing. Mike and I have great ideas. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Just listen to us. Just listen to us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, What's the matter with that? all that other stuff. Ah, just listen <laughs> to our ideas. I'm an ideal person. I, I'll throw it all out there, you know, for you. But, uh, Mike, any IndyCar news, NHRA news? Well, uh, the um, is this the weekend at the IndyCars? I haven't looked at the schedule because I've been really busy this week. Um, are we completing the season this weekend? And- Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, September 11th, 2.40 Eastern Time. Okay, so that's that's Sunday. Okay, so they're going to wrap up the season. I think there's like four drivers that are in contention for the championship. It can be decided among four different drivers i believe i don't have the the point standings in front of me here but i was reading the other day that um after the race at um laguna seca is where they are five drivers they say the fantastic five to race for the title at laguna seca interesting stuff so and then you said nhra yes we had the uh big go the u.s nationals at the um track up in indianapolis dawn they had 975 cars compete at the race this past weekend and that's not all yeah. the pro that's not all the the pro classes or whatever but they had a 
some really great racing. And uh, Greg Anderson gets his 100th win in pro stock. That was kind of the, the highlight of the weekend. Antron Brown, getting down with Antron Brown. He uh, got down and he laid, a, <laughs> laid it down on the track and won the top fuel race, Don. He was so emotional and so exciting. Uh, you know, excited about this. And then Ron Caps gets the, the victory in um, uh, Funny Car. And Matt Smith took the victory in um, on the Pro Stock Motorcycle Class. Now, they're off this weekend. They, um, let's see, they're going to be back in action on um, September 15th to 18th in Maple Grove in, in Redding, uh, Pennsylvania is where that race is. And that's going to be uh, the first event in the six-race countdown to the championship playoffs. So the, they're, they've got their playoffs uh, going and I believe um, after that race, I uh, can't remember where they're at, but we're going to be getting closer and closer to the Texas Fall Nationals at the Texas Motorplex in uh, Ennis coming up in the middle part of October. And um, I'm going to be there for that race. And and so it's a good good time for the NHRA right now. If you're a drag racing fan, this is it. This is when the playoffs start. So tune in next weekend on Fox or FS1. So much stuff, so much stuff going on now. And we got, you know, our football kicking off, NFL football kicking off, uh, college football kicked off last week. We got huge games coming up this. Well, we do, uh, Texas Longhorn fans do. One that yeah. I'm kind of, kind and of dreading, kind of not. I don't know. It, it could go either way. It could go either yeah, way. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Well, you know, Texas could upset Alabama. You know, they're playing in the front of a bunch of the Longhorn fans there in uh, in Austin and, and so I'll be watching that game. My son's going to be um, following the Baylor game. They're, they're, they're traveling to Utah to play uh, BYU. And uh, so he, he got a chance to cover the game last week with um, the team from New York. Uh, I'm trying to remember. The, Albany. They played They killed them <laughs> in, 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 at um, McLean Stadium there in Baylor. But my son got to cover the, the game for the uh, – Baylor Lariat papered on, and he also wrote a piece for the Dallas Morning News as well. So he's, uh, they were real happy with his uh, little story that he did for them too. So, uh, and the Aggies are going to be playing at, at Appalachian State, I think. Yeah, I think that's what you're in, in, in Kyle Field. So uh, it's a good, good time for college football. I'm, I'm, this is my happiest time of the year right now for, for me because I love everything that's going on. Pro NFL starting, it's, it's a busy, busy time. Our Cowboys will take on uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday yeah. night. Ooh, and we got Manu Ginobili. Manu. Why did I say Manu? I hate when people say it. Manu. Uh, Manu Ginobili. Emmanuel Ginobili. Uh, will be entering the NBA Hall of Fame. Euro stepping his way in. I can't wait. Yeah, that's great. It's really, I'm really happy for him. He definitely deserves that, that uh, honor. So uh, congratulations to him. Yeah. So, um, all right, Mike, your picks for Kansas, who you got? Well, Don, you know, um, man, I tell you this, this is going to be hard, but, um, so I'm looking at kind of how things went the other day and I'm thinking, um, I'm going to go a little different this, this, uh, this week, um, than I have been in the past. I'm going to go, um, Denny Hamlin for the win. Okay. Okay. And my, my, long shot driver is going to be, um, Tyler Redrick, my really, really long shot. I'm going to go Eric Jones. I think he's going to roll with that momentum off the win there at Darlington. And I'm going to say that he uh, gets in there and maybe scores another one here um, at at the track in Kansas. So those are my three. I know Philippe says to watch that uh, 
that 19 car. He thinks that Truex is. I know. But, and you know, I'm up in the air on things because it's like, okay, I see, I understand Truex. And then I'm like, okay. And momentum wise, I mean, Harvick had a lot of momentum coming into those last few races. And then it's like all of a sudden now, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say Kyle Busch for the win. I just feel like he's getting desperate and, you know, he's, he's shopping himself out there and shopping around. So uh, I'm going to say Kyle Busch for the win. Uh, my second pick, I'm going to go Ross Chastain. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. um, um, and then, of course, I got to pick him till he wins. So my long, long, long shot, Bubba Wallace. It's going to be my pick. To, he'll be in there till he wins. And, I, and I, I do still think I see him getting a win here this season. So, and wouldn't that make, oh my God, wouldn't that be crazy if, if Bubba Wallace oh, got a win this week? I mean, you had Eric Jones last week. That, oh my God, that would be so much fun. Oh, yes, I would love it. Yes, it would, because no one would be locked into the uh, round of 12. No, <laughs> you're going into Bristol. God, that's crazy. So oh you imagine God. what imagine what that race at Bristol is going to be like. Oh God! Well, that would be a that would definitely be one that um, if I was Ross Chastain, I would be very very concerned with because a you're going to have guys. That's just the thing, though, Mike. Is it's like I mean, if you think about it, do you risk taking yourself out trying to make sure that Ross Chastain doesn't advance? I mean, I don't, I don't think you do because Bristol would be a track that you could get away with it at, you know, you could get Bristol, away with that, yeah. but you also risk damaging your car or damage yeah. taking yourself out and you can't lose any points. You can't lose anything if it, you know, because of the fact that Eric Jones won this race, it just makes it that much harder uh, for these and, guys. Yeah. And how many times Don have we seen at Bristol? You're going around the uh, the track and you're driving and all of a sudden there's a wreck in front of you and then you get taken out of the race for some stupid thing that someone else has done. Yeah. Oh, I can't People get caught up in other people's mess. And, I mean, we have not seen this new car. We have, but we saw it on dirt. We haven't seen this car on at Bristol. So we have no idea what we're going to get. You know, I mean, are we going to end up with a Richmond debacle or a Martinsville debacle? Are we going to get more of... Like a Darlington kind of race. I mean, what what are we going to get? We we just we don't know, and that that's going to be exciting here. But we got to get to Kansas first, and we don't know what the hell we're going to see at Kansas either, um, because again, larger track, so you get these other guys back involved. That's bringing back in the Austin Dillons and these people that you know have done pretty well on these larger tracks. And then don't forget about a guy like Ryan Blaney, who you know won at Texas on a similar track uh, at, at the All Star race. You know, you can't rule him out and. And, and then, you know, William Byron has been quiet and Alex Bowman has been quiet. So guys like guys like that. And, and you know, I could see them stepping up and, and scoring a victory out of nowhere to really complicate, you know, the matters here. I know they're in the playoffs, but still, you know, there could, could be some big upsets here. Yeah, I think I mean, the the non-playoff guys are upsets. But I can really, out of those non-playoff guys, I mean, Martin Truex, I think, has the most to prove. You know, I mean, he he barely missed out, barely missed out. And Ryan Blaney has a lot to prove being in because he barely made it in, you know. So it's like, uh, it's gosh, I just, I'm so stoked about this season. It's just everything that I've ever wanted in a season has come out of the season so far. So uh, looking forward to what we will see and talk about um next week mike when we yeah. finish off with kansas and and do our preview going into to bristol god only knows what the hell we're gonna see so i know <laughs> it's gonna be great 
All right. Well, Mike, anything else before we get out of here? No, I just want to have everybody make sure you tune in and tune in to the uh, races this weekend. Check out my website, racedaysa.com, and I'll have everything up there, previews, um, preview stories tomorrow and um, uh, recap on Sunday. And so check that out and we'll have all the coverage and check out our archive there on on, uh, on the podcast that we do here. And there's plenty of good stuff that we've done over the season. So go back and listen to some of the shows and check out tracksmack.radio.com. Yeah, absolutely. I had to all think right. about what it was. I haven't said it, said it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> check out the website that we're on. You'll find it. That's right. All right, Mike. Well, have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy all of the football watchings yeah. and, uh, and eating and everything else that goes along with that. And you and I will, we will definitely touch base with each other throughout the weekend. And uh, you guys have a great weekend yourselves. And we will talk with you next week. <laughs>